Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Wisdom on Wheels podcast. I am Steve Johnson. I was Steve Johnson the last time I did this podcast, and I still am. So, there we go. At least I'm consistent. Um, it's good to be with you today. I'm trying to pull up my, uh, my um, Bible app here so I can see what chapters we are going to be doing today okay so we're going to be reading uh, joshua chapters 5 through 8 today for this particular podcast and uh galaxy sketch or ginger sketching on the wall sorry galaxy and i just uh you just got framed by your sister but uh anyway okay hi gabby you can just hang out in my chair okay yeah you know, you can't bite my thumb off or my finger. Okay, it's fine. Yeah, there you go. Just yeah. All right, my finger is not your chew toy. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're a good kitty. Yeah, you're a good kitty. <laughs> All right. If I don't quit playing with you, I'm not gonna get to read anything, and nobody's gonna want to listen to this because it's just gonna be you sniffing my hand and licking my hand and and chewing on my fingers. Okay. So, I love you too, Gary. You're a good kitty. Okay? Alright, here we go. Joshua 5.1. Alright. The second generation circumcised. Ouch! Okay. Uh, <laughs> Alright. And there's a wonderful little notification thing. I know I said I wouldn't turn the Do Not Disturb on anymore so people could call me, but I'm turning it on because I want... Don't want all those notifications going off the whole time because it's annoying. Okay, Joshua 5.1. So it was when all the kings of the Amorites who were, who were on the west side of the Jordan and all the kings of the Canaanites who were by the sea heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of the Jordan from before the children of Israel until we had crossed over, that their heart melted. You don't say. That would. <laughs> how would you like to go to battle against a group of people and they say... Or, or have people coming your way, and they're like, "Oh, by the way, their God just kind of, uh, you know, uh, part of the waters for them, and all this." Oh well, no problem there. We can take those guys. And uh, their heart melted, and there was no spirit in them any longer because of the children of Israel. At that time, the Lord said to Joshua, "Make flint knives for yourself, and circumcise the sons of Israel again the second time." What a reward, huh? You got the faith to believe that God is going to part the waters and you get across and it's great and wonderful and you're all celebrating. They're having, you know, they're high-fiving each other or fist bumping because they don't want to get the corona. <laughs> and, you know, that's so stupid. But anyway, uh, so they're doing that. And then, you know, they're having, they're high-fiving, they're fist-bumping, they're elbow-kissing or whatever the heck they're doing. They're having a great time, uh, all six feet apart, of course, which I imagine it's very hard to do an elbow-kiss or a fist-bump six feet apart, but, you know, who knows. Anyway, so they're they're all sitting there and they're all having a good time and woohoo, look at us, we're, we're, look what God did for us. And then uh, the Lord says to Joshua, Hey, while you guys are celebrating what I've done for you, uh, get your knife out and uh, we're going to we're gonna circumcise some people here. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a buzzkill. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> verse 3. 
It's not. It's not really a book. I mean, circumcision. I, I circumcision was part of the uh, the. Um, it was the sign that you were part of the covenant. But still, I'm I'm really glad we're under the new covenant now, and our sign is uh, baptism. That's that's so much better than uh, yeah. Anyway, um, so we're gonna keep going now. Verse three, because I I beat that horse to death. So Joshua made flint knives for himself and circumcised the sons of Israel at the hill of the foreskins. What a name. <laughs> hey, kids, where do you want to go? On um, let's, all, let's all take a day trip. Where do you want to go? Daddy, Daddy, I want to go to the hill of the foreskins. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and, <laughs> and this is the reason why Joshua circumcised them. All the people who came out of Egypt, who were males, all the men of war, had died in the wilderness on the way, after they had come out of Egypt. For all the people who came out had been circumcised. But all the people born in the wilderness on the way as they came out of Egypt had not been circumcised. Well, there's a... There's a um, you know, the Bible always interprets itself if you... Even if it doesn't do it right away, like sometimes you'll read a verse and like, I don't know what that means. You don't necessarily have to go straight to a commentary to figure it out. I know I've done that a few times on some of the podcasts here because I wanted an immediate answer. But you don't have to go to, the Bible is its own commentary. Even if it doesn't do it in the same verse, the next verse, or even the same chapter, eventually you will read something if you keep reading long enough that will explain, oh, that's what this meant. Okay, so this tells you the reason for circumcision. All the people who came out of Egypt who were males, all the men of war had died in the wilderness on the way after they came out of Egypt, for all the people who came out had been circumcised. But all the people born in the wilderness on the way as they came out of Egypt had not been circumcised. For the children of Israel walked forty years in the wilderness till all the people who were men of war who came out of Egypt were consumed, because they did not obey the voice of the Lord, to whom the Lord swore that he would not show to, to whom the Lord swore that he would not show them the land which the Lord had sworn to their fathers, that he would give us a land flowing with milk and honey. So that's the reason for the circumcision. See, that's why we can't have nice things, because people were just trying to, you know, they were like, God told us he's going to give us the land. Yeah, but we don't really believe that. And you see, that, that it's, you can't be doing that. you got to trust God. He knows what he's doing. He's smarter than you. And he's smarter than me, and he's smarter than everybody, because he's God, and he created us, and he knows everything. So, yeah, until you get to know everything, you're not smarter than God, so listen to him. Verse 7. Then Joshua circumcised their sons, where he raised up, whom he raised up in their place. Uh, it would be great if I could read. Then Joshua circumcised their sons, whom he raised up in their place, for they were uncircumcised, because they had not been circumcised on the way. They thought they had escaped. No, anyway, um, verse 8. So it was when they had finished circumcising all the people that they stayed in their places in the camp till they were healed. 
Well, so they, uh, I guess they quarantined themselves. Of course, you know, uh, uh, quarantining sucks, okay? But um, I guess, if you know, if you just had that procedure done and you were, like, old enough to remember it and you were, like, there, yeah, I could see why you'd want to stay home and maybe curl up in a ball, no pun intended. And uh, that would just be... Um, very uncomfortable. I hear you, Galaxy. Thank you for your comments. I'm glad you agree with me. Were you saying amen? Were you saying amen, Galaxy? Uh-huh. Yeah, you're a good kitty. Yes, you are. You're a good kitty. Oh, you're such a good kitty, Galaxy. Okay. Let's keep reading, if that's okay with you. And if it's not okay with you, I'm going to keep reading anyway. By the way, I've uh, downloaded the uh, Word of Promise uh, Bible on my app. It's a Word of Pro the Word of Promise uh, app, not the Word of Promise thing in Google Play, but like uh, uh, Google Books, but like the app. And it's so cool. That's what I'm using right now to read from, and that's why I'm not losing my place as, you know, now, uh, like I was in other podcasts, because this is really cool. You can highlight the verses as you go along for what you're reading, um, and it's got if you. Uh, if you get the premium, uh, or not the premium, if you get the, you can get the entire uh, Word of Promise audio Bible, which is the best audio Bible I've ever heard. It's completely uh, dramatized. It's, uh, <laughs> Gabby just attacked Galaxy. It's funny. Um, she just jumped on her back. It was funny. But anyway, um, so the Word of Promise audio Bible is like the best Bible, I've, uh, best audio Bible I've ever heard. It's really great. Um, completely dramatized and has uh, has sound effects, has music, has an all star cast of uh, voices, you know, reading the text. Um, Lou Gossett Jr. He's the Apostle John in the Bible. Uh, when he when he you know everything that the Apostle John wrote is read by Lou Gossett Jr. Uh, Jim Caviezel does the voice of uh, Jesus all throughout um, all the Gospels and uh, you know, all the other places where Jesus is uh, quoted. Just it's great. And there's so many other good ones there. Uh, um, the Old Testament uh, thing and all the book introductions are done by um, uh, Michael York. Just really great stuff. I highly recommend the... Uh, Word of Promise audio Bible and the Word of Promise app. I wish they were paying me for saying this because, you know, I could really use the money. But, so much for that. Okay, verse 9. They stayed quarantined until they were healed because they had the worst owies imaginable. Then the Lord said to Joshua, This day I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. Therefore, the name of the place is called Gilgal to this day. Now the children of Israel camped in Gilgal and kept the Passover on the 14th day of the month at twilight on the plains of Jericho. And I bet they didn't ask Chris Jericho's permission. And they ate, the pro uh, ate, they ate of the produce of the land on the day after the Passover, unleavened bread and parched grain on the very same day. Then the manna ceased on the day after they had eaten the produce of the land and the children of Israel no longer had any manna, but they ate the food of the land of Canaan that year. 
Verse 13, Joshua chapter 5. Now we're going to read about the commander of the army of the Lord, Yahweh. And it came to pass, when Joshua was by Jericho, that he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, a man stood opposite him. Man is capitalized there in uh, the New King James Version, which I am reading, so that should tell you something. A man stood opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? Good question. So he said, No. But as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. This is the pre-incarnate Jesus. Jesus was born a couple thousand years later, but he has always existed. So here he is. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshipped and said to him, What does my Lord say to his servant? You know, and this is how you know it's not just an angel, because every time somebody tried to worship an angel, the angel said, Get up, don't worship us, we're servants, you know. All that. Verse 15. Then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Take your sandal off your foot, for the place where you stand is holy. So that means we should not wear socks or shoes or sandals to church. No, it really doesn't mean that. But if you want to have some fun with your pastor, do that and then quote this verse. And then send me a message and let me know what happened. Because I want to know. So there's that. Now we're going to go to Joshua chapter 6. We are done with chapter 5. And that's usually what happens when you finish with a chapter. You go to the next one. Now Jericho was securely shut up. Not Chris Jericho, although somebody should, should securely shut him up. Because the children of Israel... Because of the children of Israel, none went out and none came in. So they had these people... Uh, well, they had them stuck. The, I guess we'd call them Jerichoites. Or the Jericho, the Jerichoicans. I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go with the Jericho. No, not Jericho. Okay. The Jerichoites. That sounds better. Because huh? the Jericho, the Jerichoicans, I keep messing up. So we won't use that one. All right. And the Lord said to Joshua, verse 2, chapter 6, See, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king, and the mighty men of valor. Verse 3, You shall march around the city, all you men of war. You shall go all around the city once. This you shall do in six days. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. I hope that means each priest had one uh, trumpet, because can you imagine a priest trying to carry seven trumpets in their hand? Like, what, what if they drop one of their trumpets? I, I, this was actually one trumpet per priest, just the way that was worded. I was just trying to picture, like, these priests trying to carry seven trumpets in their hand while they're trying to march around the wall, and they keep dropping them on the ground. They have to stop and pick up, and then somebody behind them is running into them. And that would be mass chaos and confusion. And the Lord is not the author of confusion. You see how I took my little joke there and brought it all back to a biblical principle and a text. We're on a roll today. I'm always on a roll because of my wheelchair, but 
Technically, I'm not in my wheelchair, I'm sitting on the floor, so am I really on a roll, or am I just on a floor? Either way, here we go, Joshua chapter 6 and verse 4, And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark, but the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. It shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout, then the wall of the city will fall down flat. I wonder if the Mexicans will do that if we build the wall. Just march back and forth from side to side of it seven times until uh, it falls down. Probably not, because God's on our side. God bless America. No, I'm just kidding. Please, if you don't know how to take a joke, then just pretend like you can't hear me. Um, uh, blah, la 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 I am not speaking in tongues. I am trying to see where I was. It shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn. And when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall give a shout, shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city will fall down flat. And I just read that. And people shall, and the people shall go up every man before him. Joshua six six. Then Joshua the son of Nun called the priests and said to them, Take up the ark of the covenant, and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord. Verse 7, And he said to the people, Proceed and march around the city, and let him who is armed advance before the ark of the Lord. So it was when Joshua had spoken to the people that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Lord advanced and blew the trumpets, and the ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them. The armed men went before the priests who blew the trumpets, and the rear guard came after the ark, while the priests continued blowing the trumpets. Now Joshua commanded the people, saying, You shall not shout or make any noise with your voice, nor shall a word proceed out of your mouth until the day I shout, until the day I say to you, Shout, then you shall shout. So they were to be silent and basically rest their voices for seven days and just, just don't make a sound. And when you, when they were in preparation to go into battle, they didn't make a sound. They were quiet while they were in preparation. I feel like there might be a message there for somebody. I don't know who. Um, but that's why I just kind of left that hanging. So if that, if that spoke to you in some way, then God bless you. I think that that was meant for somebody. So good. Joshua 6.11 So he had the ark of the Lord circle the city, going around it once. Then they came into the camp and lodged in the camp. And Joshua rose early in the morning, because he didn't uh, sleep in like I do sometimes. And the priest took up the ark of the Lord. As a matter of fact, we see that all over the Bible, where Jesus, you know, Jesus was either up all night praying, or he rose early to spend time with God. Joshua was rising early. Seems to be a pattern. Maybe they're trying to tell me something. Um, maybe I need to start getting up earlier than I do. Although today I woke up at like 8 a.m., so I think I did pretty good. I don't know what they considered early in the Bible. Probably sunrise is probably what they did. I don't. I I just don't 
no. That would be a good question to Google or look up. If one of you want to look that up for me, that would be great. If Well, maybe not because then I'll have like 50 people sending me the same thing. So I'll look it up and then maybe I'll let you know. Um, if I don't let you know, remind me. Verse 13, Joshua chapter 6. Then seven priests bearing seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord went on continually and blew with the trumpets. And the armed men went before them, but the rear guard came after the ark of the Lord while the priests continued blowing the trumpets. And the second day they marched around the city once and returned to the camp, so they did six days. But it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose early about the dawning of the day. There we go. The Bible always interprets itself. They rose early about the dawning of the day. So there we go. That's what early is, at least here in this context. And marched around the city seven times in the same manner on that day. Only they marched around the city seven times. And the seventh time it happened when the priests blew the trumpets that Joshua said to the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. Now the city shall be doomed by the Lord to destruction, it and all who are in it. Only Rahab the harlot, remember her, the scarlet ribbon lady, shall live. She and all who are with her in the house, because she hid the messengers that we sent. God reward you for your obedience. Then you, by all means, abstain from the accursed things, lest you become accursed when you take of the accursed things and make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it. That's definitely a spiritual principle there. Don't touch the accursed things. Abstain from them. Don't mess with the accursed things. But all the silver and gold and vessels of bronze and iron are consecrated to the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. So the people shouted when the priests blew the trumpets. And it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet and the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat. Maybe we should have tried that with the Berlin Wall. Uh, decades er earlier before the late 80s or you know 89 or 90 I think is when the wall came down but uh yeah maybe we should have tried that could have saved everybody some hassle um then the people went up to the city every man straight before him and they took the city and they utterly destroyed all that was in the city, both man and woman, young and old, ox and sheep, and donkey with the edge of the sword. God doesn't play around. When he says you when he says go in there and cleanse out an area, you get everything out. When God tells you to cleanse yourself, you get everything out that would defile you. But Joshua had said to the two men who had spied out the country, Go into the harlot's house, and from there bring out the woman and all she has, as you swore to her. And the young men who had been spies went in and brought out Rahab, her father, her mother, her brothers, and all that she had. So they brought out all her relatives and left them outside the camp of Israel. But they burned the city and all that was in it with fire. See, and this is, you know, a friend of mine and I were talking last night on the phone about how 
we were, we were talking about the Romans and how when they had a rebellion going on in their, you know, the territories that they governed, they didn't, you know, they weren't worried about targeted, uh, targeted strikes and going, oh, gee, well, let's uh, separate the, uh, the, um, the innocent from the guilty and let's just wipe out the guilty that are uh, causing the rebellion. They just went in and wiped out everybody and that discouraged, uh, that was a pretty good discourager of rebellion. Because uh, if, uh, if if your neighbor rebels, if your neighbor leads a rebellion, you're going to die with them. So, you know, it's quite the deterrent when uh, you say, hey, you guys want to go start a war? No, shut up. You want to get us killed? And um, whereas in America, when we fight, uh, when we do military conflict now, we try to do these targeted strikes and we have smart bombs and we try to, you know, only take the loss of life to people who are actually guilty. Nothing wrong with that. It's actually a good thing. It shows how big our heart is toward the world, despite the fact that America is often, uh, all these terrible things are said about it. It actually says a lot about us that we're trying to, we try to, mitigate the damage or whatnot but uh you notice and i told my friend this last night i said you notice the one time that we did do the kind of scorched earth let's just take them all out policy is when we dropped the two nuclear bombs on hiroshima and nagasaki and we haven't had to do that since uh we did it once and we it's been uh let's see do do, do, do what 75 years almost and we haven't had to do that again. I should tell you something. So, but they burned the city and all it was in it was fire. Only the silver and gold and the vessels of iron. Uh, but they burned the city and all that was in it with fire. Joshua 6.24 Only the silver and gold and the vessels of bronze and iron they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. And Joshua spared Rahab the harlot, her father's household, and all she had. So she dwells in Israel to this day. Not to this day, because this was a long time ago, but to the day that this was written, because she hid the messengers whom Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. That would be kind of neat, though. I mean, here you are, you're reading this account from Joshua, you're reading the word of God, and it says, by the way, she still lives here to this day. And you're like, wow, here I am, I'm reading God's word. And it's talking about somebody that I can go uh, that I can go see their house right now. Uh, it's kind of neat. At least I think so. And if you don't think so, then I didn't ask. Uh, verse 26. Then Joshua charged them at the time, saying, Cursed be the man before the Lord who rises up and builds the city Jericho. He shall lay his foundation with his firstborn, and with his youngest he shall set up its gates. So the Lord was with Joshua and his family, and his fame spread throughout all the country. Humble yourself that in due time God may exalt you. Joshua chapter 7, the defeat at Ai. But the children of Israel committed a trespass regarding the accursed things. Now Joshua just told them, that the Lord had said, don't be messing with the accursed things. Remember that? 
And they made that whole covenant back there at the end of Deuteronomy. And they said, oh, we're going to do everything you say. And we'll follow Joshua. And we'll do everything he says. Just like we'll follow Moses and do everything he said. Even though they didn't and a bunch of them died. But still, that's... uh. Yeah, we're going to do this, and we're going to serve God, and we're going to listen to everything Joshua says. Now they've committed a trespass with, with the accursed things. For Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, I love those names, <coughs> took of the accursed things, so the anger of the Lord burned against the children of Israel. Now Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai which is because both Beth-Avon on the east side of Bethel. And, and he spoke to them, saying, Go up and spy out the country. So the men went up and spied out Ai. And they returned to Joshua and said to him, Do not let all the people go up, but let about two or three thousand men go up and attack Ai. Do not worry all the people there, for the people of Ai are few. So about 3,000 men went up there from the people, but they, but they fled before the men of Ai. And the men of Ai struck down about 36 men, for they chased them from there, from, from before the gate as far as Shebarim, and struck them down on the descent. Therefore the hearts of the people melted and became like water. So when... They needed deliverance from the entire from one of the most powerful armies in the world, if not the most powerful army of the world at that time in Egypt. God was with them because they were following him in his instructions. When they didn't follow God, uh people much smaller than them in number, very few, the Bible says, were able to defeat the Israelites and kill 36 of their army. I should tell us a couple things. Number one, if you're going to war, make sure you're following God. Do what he says. Because if you're doing what you think is right in your own wisdom, you're going to fail. Number two, the United States of America has the most powerful military in the world by far. We are the most powerful nation on earth. We are the superpower in the world still. But let us not think that just because of our mighty strength, like Rome, that if we just keep ourselves built up strength-wise, keep our economy strong, keep our military strong, then we are safe and can do whatever we want. Because look how quick a virus and the fear of it and some false reporting about it have brought our entire country to its knees. Now, now, our enemies don't even have to worry about taking us on militarily. All they got to do is use our media to spread fear and panic about something, whether it's true or not. And we've showed our hand. We've, played our, we've overplayed our hand and showed them that our entire 
nation is willing, and not just the government, but but the people are just willing to shut themselves down and surrender. So don't think that just because we have great military strength and we had a great economy, and even when we have a bad economy, it's usually still better than everywhere else in the world, our quality of life, our standard of living is. Don't just think that because we usually have those things that all's going to be safe and good and hunky-dory here. Got to follow the Lord. And the men of Ai struck down about 36 men, for they chased them. I just read that. Verse 6. Joshua 7, 6. Then Joshua tore his clothes, which was a sign of grief and mourning at that time, and sometimes anger, but here it would be like sadness, grief, mourning, whatever. Fell to the earth on his face before the ark of the Lord until evening. He and the elders of Israel, and they put dust on their heads. It's another sign of morning things like that and joshua said alas lord god why have you brought this people over the jordan to, at all to deliver us into the hand of the amorites to destroy us oh that we had been content and dwelt on the other side of the jordan so joshua is losing faith here here's another thing they had won in defeat now they got defeated because they weren't listening to god they weren't obeying him but still they had seen all these miraculous things. What happened in Egypt? What happened when they crossed the Red Sea? The provision of God in the wilderness for 40 years without anything wearing out. The crossing of the Jordan miraculously. The walls of Jericho falling because of a shout. Um, all these things they had witnessed and had record of. And now, Joshua says, Well, they had one defeat, and Joshua says, Oh, well, we should have just stayed on the other side of the Jordan, because obviously you brought us over here to die. <laughs> Keep your perspective. Even if you have a defeat, it doesn't mean that, Woe is me, everything is over. Okay? If you get defeated, keep going. Don't just... If, you know, it's that old saying, you get knocked down, get up again. You get knocked down seven times, get up eight. I get knocked down, but I get up again. They're never going to keep me down. Yeah, anyway, uh, Joshua 7, 8. Oh, Lord, what shall I say when Israel turns its back before its enemies? For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land will hear it and surround us and cut off our name from the earth. So they've had a defeat. They've had an they were walking in faith, but they had some sin in the camp and they didn't know it. And then they got a defeat. Watch out for the hidden sin that might be encroaching in your life. Really take some time to get before the Lord in prayer. Have him search your heart and show you anything in your life that might not be kosher. <laughs> uh, morally speaking. And so the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land will hear it and surround us and cut off our name from the earth. Then what will you do for your great name? So Joshua says, okay, um, if our enemies hear about this, they're going to come get us. And 
We're going to be wiped out. And then what are you going to do, God? <laughs> Joshua basically says to the creator of the universe, hey, you know, without us, you're screwed. <laughs> uh, okay. Joshua 7.10. There was another point I was going to make there. That's why I keep pausing, but I can't remember what it was. So the Lord said to Joshua, get up. Why do you lie thus on your face? Actually, he didn't say get up. He said, get up. Why do you lie thus on your face? There we go. Israel has sinned. And they have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them. What happens when you transgress God's covenant, even when you have a godly leader, you suffer defeat. For they have even taken some of the accursed things and have stolen and deceived, and they have also put it all, put it among their own stuff. It's one thing to mess with the accursed things. It's another to make it make those accursed things your own. Therefore, the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their backs before their enemies, because they have become doomed to destruction. Neither will I be with you any more unless you destroy the accursed thing from among you. I can just let that speak for itself. Get up, sanctify the people, and say, Sanctify yourselves for tomorrow, because this says the Lord, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel. There is an accursed thing in your midst, O Israel. You cannot stand before your enemies until you take away the accursed thing from among you. There's so much here. I hope you're getting it. I hope you're getting it. Not just nationally speaking, but I hope we're getting it as individuals. Get the cursed thing out from among you. In the morning, therefore, you shall be brought, you shall be brought according to your tribes, and it shall be that the tribe which the Lord takes shall come according to families and the family which the lord takes shall come by households and the household which the lord takes shall come man by man then it shall be that who is taken that he who is taken with the accursed thing shall be burned with fire he and all that he has because he has transgressed the covenant of the lord those who dwell with the accursed things without repentance will also be burned in the eternal fire. Going back now to Joshua 7.15, Then it shall be that he who is taken with the accursed things shall be burned with fire, he and all that he has, because he has transgressed the covenant of the Lord, and because he has done a disgraceful thing in Israel. So Joshua rose early in the morning and brought Israel by their tribes, and the tribe of Judah was taken. He brought the clan of Judah, and the, he took the family of the Zarites and 
he brought the family of the Zarites man by man, and Zabdi was taken. Then he brought his household man by man, and Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, was taken. Now Joshua said to Achan, My son, I beg you, give glory to the Lord God of Israel, and make confession to him, and tell me now what you have done. Do not hide it from me. And Achan answered Joshua and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel, and this is what I have done. When I saw among the spoils a beautiful Babylonian garment. Oh, there we go. Now we've got we, you get that Babylonian stuff in your in your midst, and that stuff from the Babylonian system in your in your midst, and you start trying to mix it with kingdom stuff. Now you got a problem. Two hundred shekels of silver and a wedge of gold weighing fifty shekels. I coveted them and took them, and there they are, hidden in the earth in the midst of my tent with the silver under it. So Joshua sent messengers, and they ran to the tent, and there it was, hidden in his tent. And they notice, notice that word there. They didn't just w casually walk to the tent. They didn't have a prayer meeting first and say, Well, Lord, what should we do about this sin? Oh, Lord, will you please show us your will? And, and No, they, they said, uh, why am I getting a call from Brooklyn, New York? Eh, I don't know, whatever. So Joshua sent messengers and they ran to the tent and there it was hidden under it, hidden in his tent with silver under it. And they took them from the midst. They ran to the tent. That's why the point I was trying to make before I got that phone call. They ran to the tent. They didn't just... They didn't dilly-dally around and decide they, they saw something was wrong and they immediately took action. As soon as they knew what it was, they didn't waste any time. They ran to the tent. Run to the tent. Run to your tent and get the accursed things away from you. Run to the tent of your heart and get the things out of you that don't please the Lord. Run to the tent and get that stuff out of there. That, that could be my message for the day. Run Run to the tent. And they took from them the mid, from from the midst of the tent, brought them to Joshua and to all the children of Israel, and laid them all out before the Lord. Then Joshua and all Israel with him took Achan the son of Zerah, the silver, the garment, the wedge of gold, his sons, his daughters, his oxen, his donkeys, his sheep, his tent, and all that he had, and they brought them to the valley of Achor. Your sin doesn't just affect you. His whole family, his whole household, his animals, everything was affected. His possessions. And Joshua said, Why have you troubled us? The Lord will trouble you this day. So all Israel stoned him with stones, and they burned them with fire, after they had stoned them with stones. Then they raised over him a great heap of stones, still there to this day. So the Lord turned from the fierceness of his anger. What happens when you get the accursed thing out? God's anger is turned away. Therefore, the name of that place has been called the Valley of Achor to this day.
chapter 8, the last chapter of this podcast. Let me see how I'm doing on time. 43 minutes. Not bad, I got 17 minutes to do this chapter. Joshua chapter 8, verse 1. Now the Lord said to Joshua, Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. Take all the people of war with you, and arise. Go up to Ai. See, I have given into your hand the king of Ai, his people, his city, and his land. And you shall do to Ai and its king as you did to Jericho and its king. So we're going we're gonna to try this again. <laughs> um, you did this once. You did it without me. You did it without my, my presence being with you. And now we're going to try this again. Only its spoil and its cattle you shall take as booty for yourselves. Lay an ambush for the city behind it. So Joshua arose and all the people of war to go up against Ai. And Joshua chose 30,000 mighty men of valor and sent them away by night. And he commanded them, saying, Behold, you shall lie in ambush against the city, behind the city. Do not go very far from the city, but all of you be ready. Then I and all the people who are with me will approach the city, and it will come about when they come out against us, as at the first that we shall flee before them. For they will come out after us till we have drawn them from the city, for they will say they are fleeing before us as at the first. Therefore we will flee before them. Then you shall rise from the ambush and seize the city, for the Lord your God will deliver it into your hand. And there is the key to all of their victories, when the Lord delivers them into their hands. And we all pray that coronavirus and the fear of it that is causing people to go along and give up all their freedoms and give up their way of life and give up their economy and all that. May we pray that this spirit of fear and all that comes with it will be done away with and that we will get the victory over all of that by the Lord delivering it into our hands. Verse 8, Joshua 8, 8. And it will be when you have taken the city that you shall set the city on fire. According to the commandment of the Lord you shall do. See, I have commanded you. Joshua therefore sent them out and they went to lie in ambush and stayed between Bethel and Ai on the west side of Ai. But Joshua lodged that night among the people. Then Joshua rose up early in the morning and mustered the people and went up, he and the elders of Israel, before the people of Ai, to Ai. And all the people of war who were with him went up and drew near. And they came before the city and camped on the north side of Ai. Now a valley lay between them and Ai. So he took about 5,000 men and sent them in ambush between Bethel and Ai on the west side of the city. And when they had set the people, all the army that was on the north of the city and its rear guard on the west of the city, Joshua went that night into the midst of the valley. Now it happened when the king of Ai saw it that the men of the city hurried and arose early and went out against Israel to battle, he and all his people at an appointed place before the plain. But he did not know that there was an ambush against him behind the city. And Joshua and all Israel made as if they were beaten before them, and they fled by the way of the wilderness. 
So all the people who were in Ai were called together to pursue them, and they pursued Joshua and were drawn away from the city. There was not a man left in Ai or Bethel who did not go out after Israel. So they left the city open and pursued Israel. Pretty smart. Then the Lord said to Joshua, Stretch out the spear that is in your hand toward Ai, for I will give it into your hand. And Joshua stretched out the spear, and that city was in his hand, the spear that was in his hand toward the city. So those in ambush arose quickly out of their place. They ran as soon as he had stretched out his hand, and they entered the city and took it, and hurried to set the city on fire. And when all the men of Ai looked behind them, ha-ha, they saw and behold the smoke of the city ascended to heaven. So they had no power to flee this way or that way, and the people who had fled to the wilderness turned back on the pursuers. <laughs> God got them. Now when Joshua and all Israel saw that the ambush had taken the city, and that the smoke of the city ascended, they turned back and struck down the men of Ai. Then the others came out of the city against them, so they were caught in the midst of Israel, some on this side and some on that side, and they struck them down, so that they let none of them remain or escape. But the king of Ai they took alive and brought him to Joshua. And it came to pass, when Israel had made an end of slaying all the inhabitants of Ai in the field, in the wilderness where they pursued them, and when they had all fallen by the edge of the sword until they were consumed, that all the Israelites returned Ai and struck it with the edge of the sword. So it was that all who fell that day, both men and women, were twelve thousand, all the people of Ai. For Joshua did not draw back his hand, with which he stretched out the spear, until he had utterly destroyed all the inhabitants of Ai. Only the livestock and the spoil of that city Israel took as booty for themselves, according to the word of the Lord, which he had commanded Joshua. And that's not booty like, you know, Sir Mix-a-Lot. That's like the other kind of booty. So Joshua burned Ai and made it a heap forever, a desolation to this day. And the king of Ai, he hanged on a tree until evening. And as soon as the sun was down, Joshua commanded that they should take his corpse down from the tree, cast it at the entrance of the gate of the city, and raise over it a great heap of stones that remain to this day. A great heap of stones, not a great heap of stones. I think I said great. My accident. My accident. Oh, my bad. Joshua 8.30 Now Joshua built an altar to the Lord God of Israel in Mount Ebal. As Moses the servant of the Lord had commanded the children of Israel, as it was written in the book of the law of Moses, an altar of whole stones over which no man has wielded an iron tool. And they offered on it burnt offerings to the Lord and sacrificed peace offerings. Verse 32, Joshua 8, 32, And there in the presence of the children of Israel, he wrote on the stones a copy of the law of Moses, which he had written. Then all Israel, with their elders and officers and judges, stood on either side of the ark before the priests, the Levites, 
who bore the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, the stranger as well as he who was born among them. Half of them were in front of Mount Gerizim, and half of them in front of Mount Ebal, as Moses the servant of the Lord had commanded before that they should bless the people of Israel. And afterward he read all the words of the law, the blessings and the cursings, according to all that is written in the book of the law. There was not a word of all that there was not a word of all that Moses had commanded, which Joshua did not read before all the assembly of Israel. These people spent a lot of time in God's word. They rewrote the entire law of Moses, uh, copied it. They didn't rewrite it. They copied it, and then they read it all. How much time do you spend in the Bible? There was not a word of all that Moses had commanded, which Joshua did not read before all the assembly of Israel, with the women, the little ones, and the strangers who were living among them. That is the end of Joshua chapter 8, and that is the end of the reading for this particular podcast. So now I would like to lead us in prayer, and we will end this podcast. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for all that you're, uh, all that you've done for us. I thank you for most of all for salvation that you have sent your Son Jesus to die on the cross, so that all we have to do to come before your throne is to seek you in His name. It is the name of Jesus by which we have access to your throne. And so I reverently come before your throne right now. Let us never take for granted the privilege that we have. How many of us would love to have an audience with the President of the United States or some other world leader or our member of Congress or our favorite celebrity? But Father, we get to come before you and your throne, the creator of the universe. We get to enter your presence in prayer. So I quiet myself. Quiet my spirit. I do not speak flippantly or just ha-ha funny like I do sometimes with my podcast and when I just talk normally. But I come before your throne, our Father. I ask I get on my face before you, Lord, and I ask that you would heal our nation. I ask that you would give us wisdom. I ask that you would give our leaders wisdom to be able to properly balance whatever health needs are 
legit with our economic needs because our way of life has been threatened by how we responded to this in a spirit of fear. And I ask that this spirit of fear be removed from our country. I tell that spirit of fear that it does not belong here and I command it to leave right now in the name of Jesus. I pray for wisdom not only for our leaders but for our entire population of people. Let the scales come off of our national eyes. And not just in regards to coronavirus. But show us the things, the accursed things. The accursed things which are in our midst. Not just as a nation, but as individuals. Are there any accursed things in our homes? Are there any accursed things that we've posted online? Are there any accursed things in our hearts? Our pet sins? Are things that we still struggle with? Lord, help us to cleanse ourselves. Help me to cleanse myself of anything accursed in my life. We can't expect to get the victory. We can't expect you to be with us if we're going to hold on to these other things. Jesus said if we turn back, we're not fit for the kingdom. And I want to be fit for the kingdom. And I want the people I know and love to be fit for the kingdom. I want our nation to be fit for the kingdom. I want the United States of America to once again be the shining city on a hill, as Ronald Reagan quoted from your word. But to do that, we got to get the accursed things out. We've got to get the sin out. I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.